Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. So before we get started with this week's episode, we wanted to remind you of our Patreon community. Patreon is a platform where we hang out most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's where we share extra stuff, just whether it's recipes from me, writings from Rebecca Pete, um, direct communication with you guys. That is where we have extra content, like um, additional episodes on hot topics that we can be a little bit more off the cuff and spicy about because it's not on our normal <laughs> episode. It's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. iTunes. Yes. So, um, Anyway, you can pledge much like you would PBS or any other pledge system um, yes. to support us monthly, and you will get extra stuff and our eternal love and support. And you also have the opportunity to have a say in what we talk about yes. on the podcast because yes. you get to communicate with us as well as us communicating with you. And we will tackle issues. I mean, you've basically got a chef and a theologian in the palms of your hands. <laughs> and if you don't know how to find us on Patreon— it's www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash woven in him. And we'll have that linked in the show notes. For so sure. Check it out. And here's today's episode. So this was supposed to be a fall episode. Yeah. Um, in full disclosure, this is a filler episode. Um, to keep up with iTunes, we have to, I mean, we don't have to put out an episode every week, but just for analytics and stuff like that, it's helpful. Yes. Um, so but we're technically on fall break. We're technically on fall break. So we've done a lot of um, pre-work getting through the holidays and, you know, the new year and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, we need an episode this week. So we decided we're going to talk about books because we were going to talk about fall, but in Georgia, it is... 230 degrees and <laughs> okay whatever the last time you said it was 170 something so it's gone up dramatically it's the surface of the sun it basically is <laughs> i took my kids to a festival last weekend and paid you know eight bucks a pop to get their face painted which is just don't get me started and i'm so cheap and then you know it's like murderous hello kitty like five minutes later smearing down the face on the hands it was just like a total disaster so um, we're both a little bitter about this weather. I am um, bitter because I want to, to. I want to talk about. I know. You know, fall clothes, and I want to talk about fall decorations, and I want to talk about football and tailgating. And I'm on strike. I'm officially yeah. on strike, and until it gets below 80 degrees, I'm not doing anything fall related. My kids were like, "When can we decorate for Halloween?" And I was like, "Nope, la 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 la." <laughs> we're not talking about it. Milo said something about carving a pumpkin, and I'm like, "Yeah, if you want to like grow like some new form of mold, we'll do it." Oh but. yeah, that's ooh yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, I don't like carving. I like. I've gotten them into drawing and painting on the pumpkin. So we did did that last year. We did that last year because I was like, oh, this is cool. They can use whatever kind of paints they want. We won't have to actually like carve the pumpkin. And Myla said the other day, remember how last year we painted it? Yeah, that's not as fun as when we carve it. So I was like, I guess I'm carving again. (sighs) Luckily, my kids think it's gross. They think like the innards of the pumpkin are gross. So I'm just going to keep going with that. I'm like, yeah, isn't it gross? gross. I'm the one carving. (laughs) Like, when they decorate it, it's them decorating. When we carve yeah. it, like, they're not no, carving. No, I know. So, I'm the one freaking But, like, the it. only thing they can do is, like, scoop it. Yes. And if they won't even do that, then yes. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, yes. this is stupid. Yeah. And I don't care that much about Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> That's why we paint the pumpkins. <laughs> so that you can put your picture on Instagram. <laughs> I see. I'm so low-key. I'm such 
a good mom. You're such a good mom. Everyone affirm me. Thank you. <laughs> Positive affirmations. <laughs> Anyway, so we're not talking about fall. No. Um, Though I will say, (laughs) I'm really craving, like, pork tenderloin with, like, an apple chutney situation. Doesn't that sound good? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, some pomegranate I want to, like, start making soups and chilies. I'm really angry. Me too. Can you tell them? Rebecca is, like, she's not playing this up for the the microphone. I'm really mad at the weather. Which is... She's very pissy. Our friend, Dr. Angela Schaffner, posted a funny status. I just see hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, because she's a psychologist. It was something like... This weather has really bad boundaries. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's affecting my mental health. It is affecting my mental health. It's affecting health. my mental health. Yeah. I mean, and I told Rebecca the other day, I'm basically the groundhog because whenever I put everyone's summer clothes away, because I'm not a very organized person, um, and I usually put things off like that, but whenever I get my act together and, like, get all that stuff done, it's, like, a guarantee that it will be hot for at least six more weeks. Yep. It's the worst. But we're not talking about fall, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how we're mad at fall right we're now. We're talking about how we're mad. Um, climate change. What'd you say? Climate change. Climate change. I know. I know. Mm. It, yeah. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but we're reading some good books right now. So yeah. I thought we'd talk about that. Um, one I want to tell everyone about is sitting right here. So let me tell you. It's super cute. It's for kids, but I bought it for myself. And it's called... Oh, that's cute. What's Cooking at 10 Garden Street. But So it was originally published in France, and it has different titles, Um, There's like, you can get the UK one on Amazon. I think the French one, but it's all in French. But it's basically just this apartment building and it has people like, there's like a Cuban lady, a Mexican lady. Um, It tells you in the back of the book where everybody's from. I think it does. Am I making that up? No, it doesn't. Um, But you can, you can guess. There's like pretty much every ethnicity is covered and they're all cooking for a, um, like a community dinner. And so I just thought it was really fun the way that uh, recipes are illustrated it's really kid friendly if you have kids who are interested in cooking because it's like pictures of the ingredients and really simple recipes for just um pretty approachable stuff like nothing too crazy like black bean soup like black bean soup um guacamole guacamole. yeah yeah but the illustrations are just like beautiful oh um, little trees that's what we call little trees yeah like um sesame soy broccoli just good stuff so anyway um i'm really into this book maddie and penny are super like interested in it which is good Uh and we can talk about different people and then the whole thing is at the end they all have like a little community dinner um, in their little apartment complex so it's super cute if you have kids interested in cooking i would recommend that i'm really enjoying it um what else are you reading i am reading the bible every day for two hours (laughs) (laughs) cookie church lady (laughs) um i'm reading i can't say your name what the, the lady, I can't say her name. The the lady who wrote the book I'm reading, I was telling you about. Lee, Lee, Lee. Leanne Moriarty? Yep. Say it again. Leanne Moriarty? Yep. Um, <laughs> Leanne Moriarty. It doesn't look, it's like not, fin- it's not it phonetically. Is, I guess it is phonetic, actually. It Moriarty. Is. But it, it is. It, is it an, is that an Irish name? But yes. she's Australian. But I think it's Irish. I think it's an Irish name. Anyways, yeah. regardless. It doesn't matter. She yes. wrote like Big I'm Little also Lies. reading from an an Australian author right now too. Keep going. Oh, nice. Um, I know I don't get a lot of the references. Um, so I have to look them up, which I always enjoy, but she wrote big little lies. Like, so if you watch that TV show on HBO, which if you haven't, it's so good. You should watch it. But, um, she's just, she's written some really great novels and I, I've really, I've kind of been working my way through all of her books mm-hmm. right now. So, or I mean, through the last like, couple months. So right now I'm reading the hypnotist love story. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I'm really enjoying it. I just read hers about triplets. That's called three wishes. I, I liked that a lot. It wasn't my favorite, 
Yeah. And then Nine Perfect Strangers I read like a couple months ago and that was really good too. So I, I mean, I feel like this is like saying, have you heard of that great actor, Brad Pitt? But <laughs> if you haven't heard of her and her books, <laughs> you should check it out. Why did I say Brad Pitt? I don't know. I was like, that, that would, would not be who I that would, would pick. Not, I don't know why he came to mind first. Some kind of weird like association happened when I said Big Little Lies and like Nicole Kidman. And then I was thinking about those actors who were like kind of like famous around the same time. And then I don't know what just happened you have to my some brain. Spaghetti brain. Hi. Yes. I do. <laughs> There's a great recipe for spaghetti brain and what's cooking at 10 Grand Street. <laughs> Whatever. Who's a good actor? Who's like an actual good actor? Who's like uh, Ian McKellen? There you go. It's like, have you ever heard of that great actor, Ian McKellen? Like, yeah. yeah. So that's what this is. But if you, in the off chance that you haven't read any of her books, I find them great. I'm like picky about novels. I don't mm-hmm. like them to be too campy. I don't like them to be too like, like chiclet. Like, I like a good story, not too many characters, because yeah. then I get really, like, I can't keep it all straight. And I feel like her books are just, I, I really, and she has two sisters who write, too. So, I haven't read their books, but that's, like, my next thing after mm-hmm. that. So, what are you reading? Are, are you reading anything else? Um, oh, I'm reading this book called The United States of Arugula. <laughs> And it's about how America became a... Oh, how we're so different. <laughs> I'm about to tell you mine and they're going to be completely different. Um, it's about how America became like a gourmet nation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by a guy who writes for like Vanity Fair and some New York publication and stuff. So pretty cool. But that's a good balance for me. I've got like a fun kids book to look at. I've got a novel to get into if I feel like it. And then I've got just kind of one of those... Um, Nonfiction. I can't ever remember the difference between fiction and nonfiction. And I, I don't know why. Like the, fictitious? That's no, but fiction. I can't. Like, my brain, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I can't remember things like that that sound. Yeah. What's the word for that? It's like, I can't keep them straight. So every time I say fiction, I have to say fake. Fiction is fake. I'm really not a stupid person. I, I know you're not. But, um, well, I'm telling nobody's you listeners accusing, in case nobody's like, oh my gosh, it's not that hard. But, like, for me, I, I, things like that, that we all sound, have our things that sound similar or like are opposite. I still have to do this with left and right. Sometimes. Yeah. So. so that's my thing. So, anyway, I was talking and I was like, fiction, fake, nonfiction is true. I always need a nonfiction book and a me too. fiction book. And the Bible. Okay, what are you reading your book? <laughs> so, mine usually, I'm usually in the middle of a middle. Oh, I have one more. Go for it. Elizabeth Elliot. I struggle with her. Though. I love Elizabeth you Elliot. Do? She's one of my heroes. Okay, but I'm reading Keep a Quiet Heart, which is like her collection of like like columns she wrote. Yeah. And they just seem so like Okay, I, I do I think she was an amazing woman. But they're just very like old fashioned. And I'm kind of having that struggle where I'm like, is she right? And I'm just a product of my culture. Or is she mm. old-fashioned? Do you know what I mean? Like, some of the things about women and working, especially, I was reading, and I was just kind of like, oh. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I think, so you've read her, like, you know her I know her story. Yes. I've read, like, Let Me Be a Woman, and I've read this one. I love Let Me Be a Woman. Um, I feel like it's good because it's a letter yeah. to her daughters. And obviously, there are things that are culturally relevant and not culturally relevant, but I think that the heartbeat behind it is yeah. accurate. But, like... Her her story, like her, her actual like biography and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's are really it's amazing. So it is I think, amazing. yeah. But her thing just about like basically her thing is like women should be homemakers and like yeah. if you want to work, you have to ask yourself why you want to work and like what's the motive behind that and like basically she's like if you have to work, God will give you a job, but like you should focus on your home and like you and I both would like to work more and I just struggle with that but it's yeah. that internal struggle where I'm always like is she right 
Am I being selfish? I do think do you though. Know what I'm saying? I do think though, and I maybe this is just for me, and we're totally getting off topic here. But um, I think for me, I have to. I think everybody, not just moms, but I think moms mostly have to wrestle with the motivation behind wanting to work. Yeah. Doesn't mean that working's wrong because I don't think it is. And some people have to work and some people are called to work and some people, you know, but I do think that's like for me, since I don't have to work and we've decided that it's better for our family if I don't, my urge to want to work, what is it? So is my urge to want to work because I want to create and um, make a difference and have a purpose? Well, I can do that without making money. I mean, the podcast does that. Writing does Mm -hmm. that. Volunteering does that. Um, Or is my motivation to work because I'm trying to find my worth outside of something else? Mm -hmm. Or because I'm trying to, like, show that I'm accomplishing something more than being a mom. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's about motivation. So I don't think she's completely wrong. I'm sure some of what she's saying is old fashioned because she lived in a different time than we did. So we do have to filter. So we have to filter the Bible through what's happening then culturally versus what's happening now. So, but I think that there's truths in what she has to say um, that are timeless. Yeah. So it is, but I've not read that one, so I can't speak to it. I've read a lot of her other books, but that's not one. That I'll I've give read. you like chapters ninety-five through one hundred and three, and see what you think. I don't know if it's his exact chapters, but somewhere around there. Okay. But anyway, this is what books do. They yeah. make us question things. No, that's okay. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, and it's good. You you shouldn't only read things that you agree with one hundred percent. First right. off, you're not going to find anything, and secondly, yeah. like if you only read things that reinforce what you right. believe then that's like this stretch that's like you. not the point of reading yeah exactly so i think it's good to read things outside of you know what you would normally um read so i'm always reading a memoir or a biography mm-hmm. so because i i love people yeah i know it may not seem like i do but i love <laughs> the study of people um and history and yeah. that kind of stuff so i'm currently reading educated Yes. What memoir? Um, I I've only like like I literally just opened it, so yeah. I can't really speak to it except for that everybody told me I had to read it. So, yeah. and I'm sure I'll love it because I love memoirs, especially ones that read quickly, which I heard it does. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. Um, and I'm reading my I'm always reading a a memoir or a biography, and then I'm always reading a um a novel mm-hmm. um and my current novel i'm reading um, a novel by kate morton which i've read a lot of her books she's also an australian author uh, most of her books though are set in england but okay. she's from australia but like the forgotten garden and the distant hours the lake house those are her like oh, the ones everybody knows the about house, yeah that's the one that every ones everybody knows about so i wanted to find a book by hers that was like lesser known yeah and that's what i'm currently reading it's called the secret keeper um i'm probably like i mean her books are huge you know, they're like seven or 800 pages, uh-huh. but I'm, so I'm like on 400 or something, 400 yeah. and something. So I'm like three quarters of the way through. Um, but it's about, it, all, most of her stuff is like period pieces that are also like family drama, but the family mm-hmm. drama is then found out later. And then you have to piece back the, oh, uh-huh. the past history. So that's kind of her like shtick or whatever, um, which I love that's kind of my jam with novels I like historical but I also like um family secret like Mm -hmm. mystery stuff so this like combines all of that um so uh, the main character is had um 
you know, grew up in a family in a small farm town in England with a, you know, really super happy, idyllic family with five kids. And like her childhood was lovely. And then she was a teenager and she was like just hanging out in her tree house and um, watched her mom commit murder. Mm. Um, and so it like was completely contrary to what everything she knew about her mom. And so like, that's the whole journey. Now mm. she's an adult and like, she's kind of like just suppressed it. Mm-hmm. And now that she's an adult, like her sixties, she's and her mom's dying um, and doesn't have memory anymore. She's now like, it's a mystery of like trying to figure out what happened in her mom's Ooh. past to get her there. That sounds good. Yeah. So it's really good. So I like mystery and character development that has a historical basis. Cause it's like her mom is like set in the blitzkrieg of um, uh-huh. London. So like her whole backstory is her life in that. I'm like where she got to where, where when this person showed up 30 years later, why did she want to kill him? Like what he, yeah. what had he done? Yeah. You know, and I still haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> pieces are being put together. So I like, I like stories with lots of pieces and, and yeah. plot lines and, and then everybody at the end, everybody like you see how everybody weaves together. Those are my favorite yeah. kind of novels. Um, so, and then I am reading and then I usually read like a nonfiction that will like help me become a better person. Mm-hmm. Not self-help because I don't like self-help, but that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Becoming Ass. Beth McCord's. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started it. So, yeah. So, that's what I'm reading right now. I also have a stack. I always have a stack. So, there's the books that, the three books that I'm in the middle of, and then there's always a growing stack. Yeah. And it just keeps growing and growing. And the other day, David gets make, makes fun of me because I'm always like, I always get him getting on to him saying, um, why are you buying another bottle of bourbon? My husband yeah. is not an alcoholic. FYI, he is a collector and loves to collect. He does like good bourbon, but most of it yeah. is about the game for him. Yeah. Like he found this rare bottle and like he doesn't, he may never even drink it. Yeah. It's just, it's a game for him. But like, he's always like, oh, I'm going to sell more. And like, he gives some away and then he buys more. And I'm like, I don't understand why you keep bringing him in. We have no room for him. And then he like looks at my bookshelf that's like overflowing and yeah. there's stacks all over the place. And there, I keep buying more bookshelves and it's not enough space yeah. for all my books. And he was like, pedal, pedal kettle black and I'm like okay okay we both have a problem <laughs> so I always have stacks like yeah, there's constantly too. I'm like I can't read and I read a lot and I can't read fast enough to get through the stacks when do you read I read um before I go to bed at night mm-hmm. that's usually when I read my novel yeah so I usually read that's so I really usually read my novel before I go to bed and then I do a lot of sitting around and waiting on my children so uh, that's when you read your like self-healthy book yes and so um or my memoir or whatever mm-hmm. um sitting waiting for Milo to be done at tennis lessons sitting at piano lessons for 30 yeah. minutes sitting at taekwondo like a lot of my you know sitting and waiting yeah is when I um it's so good to read. have a book with you then I literally like, have phone. I always have one um I always have one in my bag I usually have one in my car yeah. Like, there's sure. usually, I have them all over the place. They're like everywhere. They're everywhere. Because I, there's nothing, there's nothing I hate more than knowing that I'm about to wait for somewhere for a long time and I don't have a book. Yeah. Like, I really, like, it makes me twitchy. Yeah. I get it. Because then you just get on your phone. Yeah. And then it's like a downward spiral. Yeah. I love reading. I ask that because I know a lot of people, like, don't think they have time to read. Yeah. And, um... I like, I read, my trouble with novels though is like if it's really, so if it's a boring novel uh-huh. or like I'm like not really into it, but I feel like yeah. I have to finish it, then I won't go to bed to read it and I'll like stay up watching TV. So I don't sleep. But then if it's a good novel, I stay up reading it and then I still won't sleep. So I struggle. 
Well, <laughs> I'm old, so I fall asleep reading. So that kind of takes care of that. I can push through. If it's like a really good story, I'm like, no, I gotta see it. No, I'm too old for that. I used to be able to do that. I used to be able to, I would catch myself. Are you telling me that in five years I'm going to fall asleep reading? Yes. (laughs) And I used to make fun of my mom because she would fall asleep watching TV or reading. And I would be like, who does that? Like, get up and go to bed. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, it's hard not to do that. (laughs) I'm tired. What book should people read if somebody's like, I want to read a book this fall. I'm not like a big book reader. Hmm. Do you want me to say mine first? I feel like educated is going to be up, but I'm not there yet. So okay. I can't, I can't completely endorse that. Oh, when the crawdads sing. I still haven't read that either. I've been on the wait list at the library. The library. Do yeah. you have it? Can I, I do not. It? I got it at the library oh. and returned it. Sorry. I would say I would definitely, especially if you're Southern and like yeah. in Southern history, definitely. If you just want a good novel that's well done, it's also easy to read. Definitely. So it's not, it's not like it could be a beach read, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not, not like fluffy. It's not fluffy. Yeah. So I would definitely, I would say I'll, you, you talk and I'll think if I think of another one. I was just going to say, usually in the fall and winter, I either, either read one Harry Potter book uh, or all of them. Or <laughs> I just love them. I I know. I usually read that great actor, Ian McKellen. I know. But it's just such a good time of year to read Harry Potter. That's when we normally read our Harry Potters, too. I, um, because I usually read a lot, those a lot with my kids, because my kids are older than yours. Yeah. They're definitely at the peak Harry Potter age. Mila has a Harry Potter-themed birthday party to go to next week, where they have to be in costume, and they're going to make wands, and all of that kind of stuff. Fun. And Nathan's going to be Harry Potter for Halloween, so my kids are definitely smack dab in the middle of that. Um, Oh, and the other thing is I'm always trying to be in the middle of a classic of some sorts. Uh-huh. Usually classics take a long time. So, like, it's months that I'll be in the middle of a classic. Yeah. I just pick it up here and there. Myla and I are in the middle of The Little Women. Because she has a classics challenge um, with um, her her target class, which is, like, her gifted class that she's in. And they have to read five classics by December. Oh. And so she's already done three. Um, and so, but then it's a list. Like, they have an mm-hmm. approved list of classes you have to choose from. And so she's done Shiloh. Um, she did the boxcar children, the first boxcar children, and what was the other one? I'm going blank on what the other one was. But then she's also picked Little Women, which we're in the middle mm-hmm. of, which is going to take forever. Like, we're, like, pl- plotting our way. I mean, Little Women is one of my favorite books, but it's very high vocabulary, and it's a plot yeah. for sure. I mean, it's big. It's just a big book. Um, and then she's also reading um, Little House in the Big Woods will be her other one. What is the third one? I can't remember. Anyways. Little so, House on the Prairie? <laughs> no. But she had a, she read another one. What was it that she read? Oh, um, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh. So Mr. Popper's Penguins, Shiloh, um, Little House in the Big Woods, um, Boxcar Children, and Little Women right now. And so I'm, I'm actually reading that one with her. The other one she read herself. Mm-hmm. But because the vocabulary is so big in yeah. um, Little Women. Plus, I mean, there's a lot of characters and a lot of plot lines. So I want to make sure she's actually, like, getting it. Plus, the movie's coming out in December, the oh, new movie. Yeah. And uh-huh. so I told her if she, we finished it, we'd go see the movie. And it's one of my favorite books, so I'm kind of excited to be reading it with her. So we're currently reading that one together. But I'm always in the middle. I'm also, I started Jane Eyre because it's one of my favorites. And I haven't finished it, but I'm usually, it's sitting there open, you know, yeah. partially through. Speaking of kids, yeah. If you have kids my kids' age, like pre K kindergarten, yeah. Um, their favorite book for the last like several months has been Nanette's Baguette mm-hmm. by Mo Willems. I love Mo Willems. Like they're obsessed with it, and I don't know if it's just because like it's about food, <laughs> but <laughs> they're just I don't know. So if you need like a cute kid book for a gift, yeah, they're I love really into it. 
It's a um, cute. Do you know that one? Where like no, but I love all of my Willems. Nathan likes so all good. the dinosaur ones. She goes to get a baguette one. and she eats it on the way home, and she's like all upset that she ate it. And then the mom's like, "Well, I'll go with you to get another one." And then the mom eats the whole thing, and she's like, "But oh, like <laughs> it's just it's really cute. It's like it, it's French or it takes place in France." And it's like, I love I love he's so witty, so incredibly witty, and I giggle. And the kids giggle, but we giggle about different things because there's like a little bit of adult humor in there. Do not adult like in explicit, just like, as in yeah. like mature humor. Um, so like like that the kids don't get. Um, it makes me giggle. I really love his books. Yeah, like that's too. always my first stop at the library. Is yes, like the Willems, the, yeah. W.I. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. this was good. Yeah, we're good. Okay, we talked for 22 minutes. Look at our little filler episode. Okay, so we're back next week. Um, faith and Doubt. With Faith and Doubt. So we've given, there's been like a little two-week intermission. Yeah. And, well, last week wasn't really an intermission for you. I was talking about your 40th birthday. But for everybody else. For everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, who cares about my 40th birthday but me? <laughs> we're, um, I care. Okay. We're going to talk about um, Faith and Doubt in a new series. So that'll be really good starting next week. Until then, have a good week. And hopefully the next time we're on our little microphone here, it will not be 276 degrees. The surface of the sun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>